What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. The homie Miguel is in the building. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. It's, it's great to see you again, even though we got to do it over uh, over over Zoom. But um, thank you for making time for this. I definitely appreciate it. Just know you're, you're helping me build this thing. Like you know, every single guest that's come. So definitely appreciate it hope you find some value in it and you know your loved ones find value in it some days for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show we do some intro questions just to set the tone afterwards we'll jump into the main portion where you either choose lucky numbers um, between 1 and 34 or turn to the wheel of fate after that we'll finish it off with some closed out questions not just you sounds good all right man like we kind of mentioned off camera been four long years how have you been that's my first question <laughs> wow a lot has happened in those four years the jump jobs um had kids <laughs> it's been a lot you know um plural plural <laughs> well i think i had one when i met you i already had one and we had a we had another um uh, uh, daughter who you might hear in the background for this. <laughs> I got you. Uh, they're, right, they're right outside. So, I, you know, I got that family life. Um, but um, I'm doing okay. You know, all things considered, it's just a strange time that we're in. And I'm just blessed to have my partner and my kids as like my constant. And they've been my constant in the last couple of years. So um, I'm grateful for that. Sure, man. I'm definitely happy to hear that you're doing well uh, because, you know, I think, it, like you said, it's crazy times. I think a lot of people have been going through a lot of challenges lately. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just happy to hear that you're doing well. And, you know, through these crazy times, I don't know, well, how would you, in one word, would you, how would you describe 2020? Or, Um, uh, wow, I would describe it as, um, um, challenge. Challenge. Sure. Sure. Are you, do you feel like you're still in that moment of challenge or is, does it feel like you're, you're you know, going for that darn overcome yeah. I mean I, I, I think definitely a tide has turned for for me and for my family but um it was I mean the whole year was a slew of um of challenge for for us I mean not just because it was the pandemic not just because we saw our country um go through all kinds of uprising um but um from like a personal note i was going through some crazy health challenges for myself um and so um i think that it you know it it's almost like a blur really um thinking about that time but um and it was just survival really um any of those words could work too survival blur (laughs) um 
it was kind of like keeping head above water. Um, and every time people would ask me how I'm doing at that during that year, that's that's how it felt like. You know, it's just like just gotta just gotta grind and you know stay yeah. present with my kids and my partner. Sure, man. Sure. Uh, well, I got just reiterating. Um, I I didn't know but it was like that for you, and I'm sorry if uh, you touched any soft spot. Uh, I don't mean that. And if there's ever a question as we go on to the conversation and you feel like, you know, you'd rather not answer, feel free to just say, skip the path, man. No, no pressure. Uh, definitely happy that you, know, you survived. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy, happy about that. Uh, let's jump into some warm up questions. Some, you know, this is going to really set the tone. And I'm glad you haven't seen any of the episodes because I want to see how you react to these. But yeah. My first question for you is, what would you like the audience to know about you? I think I told them already. Um, I mean, I, I am a partner uh, to an amazing educator. Um, and, uh, you know, she's been, been at it for a long time. And um, I'm just inspired by her commitment to, to kids and to educating them um, in a variety of ways. Um, and um, I have two lovely daughters who um, are everything right now. Um, they are a joy and also at times a struggle. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think when I, I guess when I just think of how I would identify to other people, those are the first things that come to mind. You know, I'm a partner and a parent first, gotcha. um, and so. Um, I guess the other thing would be that um, uh, I am kind of um, a, a global soul, I guess. Um, I'm borrowing that phrase from a book um, I read by Pico Iyer, and the name of the book is also Global Soul. And I feel like that really spoke to me and helped me place a little bit, like how I feel like I'm someone who's in between a lot of um, identities and, and even just the kind of spaces that I've occupied over the years. I've lived in four different countries, multiple cities in the United States. And so I feel not so tethered anywhere. Um, and, you know, home is is my family. Um, and I, as far as where that is, I feel like it's kind of to be determined um, as we go along. So. Um, I guess I feel more strongly now that that's that's how I identify someone who's a global soul. I'm open to to um, you know where my partner and I feel convicted to like go next. So that's sick, man. Um, I think that's why we vibe so well. Uh, you, <laughs> you you mentioned global soul. I like that better than what I was going with global citizen. <laughs> you know, I felt like I was just a citizen of the world. You feel me? Uh, but yeah, yeah. no, global soul is sick. So. I gotta ask, you still in the Bay Area or you, you out of here? You, you, you somewhere else now? Yeah, I'm still in the Bay. I'm in Oakland. Oakland is is home for now. You know, that's kind of how I always call it, you know? It's like, yeah, I got you. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I can even afford to be here still because if folks don't know, I mean, the Bay Area is just crazy, crazy expensive to live in and it's a privilege to, to even be here. Um, and so uh, I'm still in the Bay Area. Oakland has been... Uh, our longest home as a family um, but um 
we'll see where's next you know yeah yeah no doubt i'm I'm holding on man i'm holding on for dear life right now i'm in daily steady with my phone okay. uh so yeah. yeah yeah i'm just i'm trying but i do foresee you know moving my future maybe somewhere i don't i don't keeper <laughs> pretty much okay but, uh, <laughs> uh but yeah man I, I love california though like you know similar with me we both live norcal socal type so you know we're definitely california boys but yeah yeah man it's the ooh. I, uh, I I remember this one fact about that you, uh, you know you're a Clippers fan. So <laughs> <laughs> does the audience have to know that about me? Oh, <laughs> you know, oh, I, now oh. I should now I show up my cards. Now I have to put my turn it off now. Now that they know I'm a Clippers fan. <laughs> yeah, oh. I'm holding on. I see. I'm holding on to that identity. I, I was gonna you know share that maybe later, but uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right. All right, we were close. We were close this last year. We came close. <laughs> You're still very competitive, you know. I feel like four years ago that wasn't really, you know. I guess things had changed a lot in the NBA as well. Fast forward, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, don't feel. I, I, I felt like a little shame in being a Clipper fan there. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I, I just understand. I just understand how we as Clipper fans are perceived. That's all it is. You know, I I get it. I get it. But uh, I'm proud. You know, yeah, <laughs> nah. it's the one part of my being from L.A. that I really hold on to is that I love the Clippers still. So I'm pretty loyal. I mean, you got to be loyal if you're a Clipper fan, right? No so. doubt, man. No doubt. And, you know, I think that that that's a true test of your character you know you told me and i'm like okay yeah this guy i, I could dig, dig this guy's vibe so <laughs> um i'm not gonna say go clippers but i i do wish, right. wish them uh the best more than the other team in town <laughs> yeah yeah that will remain nameless we don't have to mention we don't have to mention the other team i don't know uh <laughs> my second question for you boss is if someone were to pay you a trip how would you like to be honored so if I was going to tell myself today I'm going to do something in honor of Miguel, what could I do for you, man? Hmm. Pay me a tribute. Wow. Yeah. Or, you know, like, if I was going to try to bring out that Miguel energy or, like, you know, promote that into the world, well, what could I do for you? Hmm. Wow. That's a great question. Um. I mean, I guess... I guess for me, like, so the way I want to be towards other people is that I want to um, always take a posture of listening and learning. And I think for me, it goes a long way when other people do that for me too. So I actually would, wouldn't necessarily need folks to say anything to me about me to other people necessarily. But I think what means more is, is um, if I find people that value having that posture towards others too um and so when you have like two people who are just intent on making space for the other person like that to me is everything i want to do that for other people and the folks do that for me then that, that'll be what i need um, oh now we know now we know how to how to give you that yeah that's really why that question exists because i feel like there's a lot of times where we we don't get a chance to answer that question and the people that care about it, like, damn i wish i knew what i could. thank you for sharing 
And my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? Mm. I'd say like an eight or nine. Is that high? (laughs) (laughs) That's higher than average. It's higher than average. But uh, tell me how you got to that number. I I mean, I I do believe I'm really self-reflective. I think sometimes to a fault, like I think I might be a little bit too in my own head. But um, yeah, I mean, I think... um, I just feel really like self-aware, especially about my feelings. And even in, you know, even in moments where I feel like I'm kind of like not in control of my feelings, I know, I know what they are and I'm, you know, and it's there and I'm able to name it. I think that's the thing is like, I think I'm able to articulate and name like where I'm at in a moment. And so I feel confident about that. And I feel like, um, there's just something about like being, um, I guess, kind of like grounded, like in like what my spirit is, you know, that mm-hmm. and just kind of like being that consistently um, that I just, you know, I know my off days, right? Like I know, like, I don't feel like other folks have to call that out for me. I know when it's not a tough, when it's not a good day, you know, I know when I feel like I'm in my I'm in my groove, right? Like I've, I know the things that put me in a, in a place that's good. Um, I don't necessarily always choose for that, right? Um, but I think that I'm aware, you know, of my highs and lows when I'm in them. I got you, man. That's not only like one of the things that annoy me the most when I know I'm having a bad day and someone reminds <laughs> me. And I'm like, oh, something, what's wrong with you today? I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, you don't need to tell yeah. me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> they don't have to wear it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, I get mostly from my folks sometimes. You know, <laughs> like something's different about you today, or like, why, why didn't you work out today? <laughs> and I'm all like, no, don't, yeah. don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Follow up to that is, uh, what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? Hmm. Um, I guess. I told this to my wife and she kind of rolled her eyes, but I actually think, I think it's true. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I can have a conversation with just about anybody. Like, even if it's, even if it's somebody who I don't have a lot in common with. And I think it's, I think it's because I just am committed to like making space for other people. Um, I think that's just so important to me. So, so I feel like, not that I can come up with all kinds of topics to talk about. It's not so much that, right? It's more like how, how, like, I feel confident in my ability to make other people feel like they can be themselves with me. So, so I, I like that about myself. I think I do that for other people, and I want to keep doing that. From That's what's up, man. I think you'd be a great podcaster. <laughs> Having people come on. <laughs> I've thought about it. This is a nice trial run right here. Like just kind of like sitting with you talking about stuff. That's awesome, man. If, if this, you know, pushes you towards a certain direction, I'm all for it. And it's funny because I think I get that vibe from you, but I really wish I could ask your wife why she rolled her eyes. <laughs> like from her perspective. <laughs> she, probably just, she probably just thought I was being kind of like boastful or something. <laughs> like, I wasn't, like I wasn't being modest. 
I'm just trying to enter into like my strengths, you know? I'm just trying to be like, this is who I am. This is what I have to give. So, you know, it's yeah, funny. We have that kind of relationship. I have a similar joke with uh, with my partner, like uh, when we're out and you met me when I was super deep into Hella Hungry. Um, and, you know, the way <laughs> it always worked out when we were out and stuff, people would be like, oh, Hella Hungry. And then boom, I have my sales pitch and I go, go into it, have that kind of, and she's like, oh, here he goes again, you know, type thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Uh, well, all right, man. Wait. I got one more thing before we jump into the numbers, which is oh. you talked about, you know, being a conversationalist. I think that's weird. Was that something that comes natural to you? Like you were kind of born like that and you kind of knew it growing up or was it something you kind of had to grow into? Hmm. I feel like I had maybe the ingredients to have that posture towards other people even as a kid i think i was always kind of an easygoing kid the kind of kid who didn't really have problems with anybody really you know um but but i think i think part of it is like um some degree of training too um i, I have a social work background and and i and i i take pride in that actually as like a as a skill set as an identity as some will call it a vocation even and and so i think being a social worker by training i should say because i don't quite practice it in a typical way um you know i i feel like it has allowed me to appreciate the nuance of like what it means to to have and hold conversations and to keep them going right because as a social worker right part of it is like how do you have how do you ask like open-ended questions so that people will will you know will will share more right like you haven't asked me a single open-ended question i think this entire time right and so that's a great skill you know it's not like i've had to ever respond in yes no or maybe and so i think that there's intention to that and there's skill to being able to to do that for other people you know so that they can kind of like fill in the blanks more right and so i think that's part of it you know like i think like i have um a temperament you know perhaps you know about me that i think allows me to have that kind of connection with folks but i think it's also some degree of training you know and you know, I try not to be a social worker in like social situations, but I think because you know, that's a turnoff, right? Like nobody wants to be like, you know, <laughs> like psychoanalyzed, right? But um, I, I think like it's with the intent of like wanting to just know more and have other people open up. That, that's crazy, man. You just described exactly what I felt like. So you, you said people don't like that to, to kind of open up and get deep. I always kind of felt that um, the big reason why I created this platform is because, I mean, I think, you know, you through our interactions back at work, uh, that's the only conversations I really like having is, is to, to you know, open it up and get, so to make right. it less weird for people, I created 34 questions so they could come on knowing what to expect being like, okay, this is what I'm here for. Uh, and right. it takes off that pressure for me to be like, oh, I can't be myself. This is where I can really be myself and conversation. So maybe I should have gone to social work. I didn't know. I've never heard it described in that way. Kind of mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that, that's definitely interesting. Thanks, thanks for enlightening. It's not too late, man. If you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. 
I know it's not too late. We, we will talk about it. We will talk about it. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting for you to know where I'm at right now and <laughs> what I'm for trying sure. to do. But uh, let's let's jump into some questions. Or would you like to choose your lucky numbers, or would you like to turn to the wheel of fate? Hmm. Uh, I'll choose a I'll choose a number. Sure, let's All do right. it. Um, one to thirty-four. One. More. I'll choose number three because Dwayne Wade rocks number three, and that's my guy. So I'm loyal to D Wade. <laughs> I got you. Not not a Clipper, right? But I loved him though. So. Hey man, the basketball fan, you gotta appreciate the sport, right? Yeah, um, man, for sure. Easy, medium, or hard is the next. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> is Which that level? like a level for the question? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's let's levels. go medium. Let's go. Let's go medium, because I feel like we we kind of got deep already. So let's go medium. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, what is one thing in the what, what is one thing you think the whole world would agree on? Oh. Um, people need to be loved. My gosh. My gosh. What does love look like? Love me means or looks like making room for somebody even if they don't feel like they deserve it um or even if you don't feel like they deserve it but making room for them anyway gosh and uh does it because i want to believe what you, what you said you know the the world and understand that everyone needs to love and i don't know if i feel that that's happening you know like i don't i don't know if that's exactly happening do you think it's happening mm, i think people don't know how to love people who are not like them i think that's i think that's what's hard is like it's easy to love people who are like you but i think when i think of loving people in general i think part of the action of doing that is you got to make that choice for folks even if they're not like you at all and so um but i feel like because everybody has dignity like that's a core belief for me um deep down in there somewhere i mean folks can probably think of all kinds of folks maybe um who they just seem rotten to the core and I'm not going to argue against that, but there's a part of me that, um, I guess he wants to believe that there's something that can be redeemed, you know? And so if, if, if that is the case, if that's true, then, then I would want to make room for somebody, even if that folks, even if that person like doesn't appear to be somebody who deserves my attention, my care, you know, like. Um, even if they might not think that they deserve that. I mean, I think I would like to get to that place. But I believe that um, everybody has worth. And and so if you have worth, then I feel like you should be loved. I hear you, man. I think, you know, I, I feel I think we're in the same boat there. Uh, so oftentimes I feel so conflicted, right? Like there's a, a bad guy that I'm supposed to feel like that's the bad guy, you know? 
and but I also want to hear out that story. I want to ask some questions and want to like figure out the perspective. And a part of me doesn't believe like they're a hundred percent bad guys. You know, like I I sort of think some people who are seen as villains out there, those villains are kind of thinking that they're doing the right thing. Something in them makes them believe that. <laughs> You know, I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> like, why is everybody thinking that that's me? Uh, so, I don't know, man. Like, I, I ask this question as I think of how are we going to be able to get the world on the same page? That global soul, I like to think of myself as a global citizen. And uh, it hurts to know that it might be impossible. Do you feel like I'm not sure if in my mind like the goal is like to arrive at some kind of place where everybody's doing that like i think i'm actually not really thinking about it like there's a certain point where like everybody kind of gets to like this place where we're able to just kind of love other people like in this not perfect way but in a way wherein like everybody is accepted like i think i think the dream of that i think is a great motivator but uh, for me, like, I gotta, like, make it at a, I gotta approach that at, like, a really micro level. Like, how do I hold myself accountable so that's my posture towards people on an individual basis, um, on a daily basis, right? Like, a really small scale, right? Like, I have to, it's hard enough for, like, me to have that posture all the time towards my partner and my kids. And that's, and that's, like, the, like, the most fundamental people to whom I, want to give all of my love to right so um it's i'm not disagreeing with you right like i think like we might not ever get there but i think um you know what is that going to be a deterrent for us you know um to still to still choose for the harder thing and so i, I don't know if it's about like trying to get everybody on the same page so we're like in this place like where like all is welcome and everyone belongs kind of thing. i mean i think it's a good goal and vision and i think the dream of that is a beautiful thing but i i think on a day-to-day -day level like I, I have to i want to hold myself accountable so that's the posture that i have towards others for myself you know um and like the folks around me you know like i think maybe that sense of that that spirit of wanting folks to belong like maybe that can happen at a small scale at a community scale like you know but um i'm actually not really thinking about it like the world's gonna get to this kind of place you know like where we can do that for each other like we i want that you know and i think a lot of problems might be solved that way but i just think of it more of like a, at, at a smaller scale for me i feel like it's more it's more tangible and more doable when i think of it in that way no I, th I think you're right man like for me thinking of it at such a large scale makes me feel defeated and like i said it makes me feel like it's impossible uh, but yeah i think you start with your community i mean you start with your family there's that i don't know if you ever read chicken soup for the soul but <laughs> there's one of the as a kid yeah i read it too uh, but there was this whole thing about um you know this person writing it was one page and it was like you know, I wanted I wanted to change the, world. and then it ended like if I only had changed myself, maybe I could have done similar sense. It, it all come back to just like, changing yourself and maybe serving your family, serving your community, serving your city. Hopefully, the whole world. Mm. Yeah. 
No. I like that. Uh, and I, I, I've got to ask you. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I'm a big media consumer. I watch TV shows. I watch, I've been really on Ted Lasso. Have you ever seen that? Check that out before. Everybody who I've <laughs> talked to has said Ted Lasso is the show. I'm like, am I living under a rock? What is going on? Like, I have not seen a single episode of Ted Lasso. I know they like swept the Emmys or something. Um, so I, you know, I keep tabs of all this, like, like what's on TV, what's good and all that, but I have not seen it. So that's my loss, I guess. Hey, I'm, it's no loss, man. I envy you because when you watch it, you'll be watching it for the first time. And, uh, you know, it'll hit you in that way that it'll never hit me again. But <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow. It but sounds I, like it's a life-changing kind of show, Jim. I would like to say it's its own genre, you know? Like okay, okay. The, the so feel-good, wholesome show that, like, no, I don't think any other show kind of, like, brings or tries talking really big praises for the show. <laughs> but uh, I think if uh, more people saw it, it would kind of, it, some people would might get inspired to, to you know have the same kind of approach that we do um and yeah so that's that's all i'll say i'll say about it and you know, no rush i mean this i'll tell you though like the second season past episode i only watched halfway through had me crying like <laughs> and i was like wow. man yeah yeah i was uh you know i'm, I'm, I'm better at admitting my, my crying now <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I have I'll, I have yet to find a show that's gonna get me um, cutting onions, you know. So I, I, I'm for whatever reason, like I'm really sensitive, but I just don't cry. I don't cry on these like TV shows or movies. It just doesn't happen. That's so, good. Good for you, man. That's my weakness. That might be the one. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see, man. It's, it's, that's my weakness, man. Like when when the TV show or I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like me being wrapped into this and like how the actors kind of portraying it makes it feel so real to me but yeah if, if it's something that like hits my heartstrings i'm like rubbing my eyes and just feel like yeah, yeah i'm not <laughs> i'm not crying <laughs> oh man. my partner so could funny. talk about it all the time because she she'll be like are you okay you know what? <laughs> like i'm the only one feeling this right <laughs> but yeah but yeah it affects everybody differently um okay you get a chance nice. And hopefully I'll, I'll reach out to you maybe in a month or so. <laughs> you get a chance, but let's go ahead and spin another number. Here we go. Actually, oh. before before oh. we do this, um, could could we pause for a little bit? Cause I I gotta like make sure my 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 uh, camera. I mean my uh, computer is juiced up. I'm about to lose battery. All right. <laughs> sorry to mess with the vibe here. No, you're I'll good. Be right back. Yeah, we're pausing. Yeah, Three, yeah. two, one. Oh, sorry about that, man. I, I I totally forgot you chose your own numbers, and you know we switched straight into the wheel of fate. So, would you still like to choose a number versus a turning? I'm 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 all for lucky numbers. That's how it all started. So so is it? Um, I mean, I get to choose a different number now, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, let's go with number two. Number two. All right, staying low, staying low. Uh, easy, medium, or hard for this? Uh let's go easy for now easy all right number two easy is what era would you like to, to live through if racism wasn't a thing <laughs> uh, whoa is that an easy is that an easy question 
no, wow. it, it's like what era you know i i felt like that was kind of like if you could time travel and be in a particular time period and you could kind of blend okay. in and you don't have to like worry about people being like who else <laughs> where would you like to be okay um i want to say the 60s um because i love the I honestly love the music from that from that generation um, across genres. Like I love the jazz of that time, the soul of that time, the R&B of that time, and um, so I think like there was some really incredible music. Um, of course, some of that music was was the way that it was because of the times, right? So it's difficult to think of that question with that caveat, but. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think um, I would love to experience that living, living during that time. 60s in California or anywhere else in the world? Oh. Yeah, 60s in California would be would be interesting, but I think even like experiencing my home country of the Philippines in the 60s would be really interesting too. Yeah. It was a really different time. So, I mean, it's it's the glory years according to my parents. So, <laughs> I was. Hey, I was so I, 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 there you go. That's a it's a good vote. You know. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, man. It, it would be a trip, man. Because, like, I wish the way my parents described, you know, how they were raised up and everything, and like the streets were clear. You know, there weren't like so many, like you know, high-rise buildings and scrapers and stuff. And I mean, for me, I go back to the Philippines and. I know there's areas that aren't that developed, but you know it's not the same as like you know what they grew up with in Manila and how they saw it. I guess that's the one thing that I wish able to experience as well. Maybe 60s mm -hmm. in Manila, maybe the 70s, just because I think that's when my parents were were teenagers yeah. and they were like, "Okay, this is really where is that?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, what what would you say is like? You talked about music, right? Um, what, what in that era? Can you name any artists? You kind of I don't know if it would be new to you. I mean, you're a music head. I know, I know that that's your jam. So, I mean, Stevie Wonder was really young in the '60s, but even even um, even young Stevie was already like a prodigy, right? I mean, he that's exactly who he was, right? Um, you know, I mean, I think like I loved, I loved anything Motown, really. Um, but then, like, I guess like I'm stuck, and I really, you know, I got to make sure I get the eras right because sometimes, like with the jazz, like folks have like their careers span like such a long period. But like, you know, I'm into like Coltrane and Miles Davis and those cats, and so like being able to like hear their work like when they were making it you know like i think that would be pretty incredible right so yeah a live um, show live show crazy. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah what's your go-to karaoke song <laughs> see why you gotta assume i like karaoke bro? <laughs> why you gotta assume man? See, i think you're making some assumptions <laughs> Hey, oh my bad, my bad. Uh, excuse me. Do you like karaoke? <laughs> there you go. See, you know, that's a that's a fine yes or no question to ask. Um, I like it depending on who the company is. That's always my my 
caveat is like it's who's there is my follow-up question um i mean it's it's gotta be stevie too i like i like trying i like trying to sing stevie wonder songs you know there's like they they range right there's some that are really hard and there's some that are a little simpler that everybody can sing along to so i like stevie i gotcha i gotcha I mean, it's hard to, not to move like Stevie too, man. When I when I when I see him performing, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, man. Playing, man. <laughs> like, yeah, he's feeling it. I, I yeah, I see a guy right there. Like the music is just flowing through him, and he's doing his thing. Like I, you know, I, I like to think if you lose one sense, all your other senses get a little more powerful. So you know, mm. I'm, I'm thinking Stevie got that for sure. Uh, and man, I'm glad he's still around. You know, knock on wood. But you know, it's one of those things where I don't know if. I'll ask you this do like I don't want to just say they're a celebrity they're a person but because they are who they are any celebrity that's like hit you like in, in a way that almost felt like you know somebody mm, you mean that I can relate to or like uh, like what do you mean just like in, in the sense of for, for me my example would be uh, you know Robin Williams I mean big big just because I think for me, what really hit me with who, you know, ruled the side, and uh, I think I have a really soft spot for that. A lot of like celebrities that seem to commit suicide, just like, you know, that that really hits me because I, I don't know, I really feel like I could have talked about you know, it's like if, if I felt like, you know, I could have been that person for them, I wonder why they didn't feel like anybody that was that knew them could have been that person kind of open talk and, you know have something to hold on to um so yeah in, in that kind of sense it could be because you have a soft spot for what they went through and more relatable or maybe mm. just someone that was a big influence in your life and i think for me robin williams both you know mm. wow yeah um it's a solid question i gotta like think about that a little bit but i mean i guess like on that tip like since you're talking about folks who might have had like tragedy hit them and their life got cut short you know like i, I think staying kind of like in the same music piece i mean i know like donny hathaway he died um in a pretty tragic way i think they ruled his death a suicide um i mean that's heartbreaking to me because like i love his music and uh, there was so much hope like, I don't know if you've heard any of his songs, you know, but um, and I think in my view, he was a little bit underrated, like from his generation, like he didn't get the same acclaim necessarily, but um, he was so gifted and he had a lot of hope in his in his songs. And, uh, and you know, it's like I would have wanted to hear him spread more of that message for longer. But um I think a more recent example I really love to, again, kind of broke my heart, Amy Winehouse, you know? I mean, I think like, to me, whenever I hear her music, it just breaks my heart. Like, I think there's something about it that's innately melancholy already, but but just the honesty and the raw talent, I mean, it was just ridiculous. Like she was incredible, you know, and so gifted and kind of, in a way, like kind of tortured too, like kind of a tortured soul, right? And it's like, yeah, part of me, um i you know like i wonder if like what kind of community like somebody like her had you know that that could have come around her not that she didn't have friends right but 
I just think about that, you know? So like the artists, like I think who had like this small window of time that could like, you know, impact the world with just a few years. I mean, it's amazing to think about, but it's also really hard to think about. Yeah, yeah. And I had talked to my, one of my friends about, I think we were talking about Anthony Bourdain. And it's just crazy how like, you know, I, I think people build these crazy walls for, for right? And like, I guess for, for me, one way for me to try to, you know, peek peek over the wall, you know, climb it is through the podcast have conversation. But for you, why why do you think those walls are built so high? Especially like, I know we have our examples of celebrities, but I feel like everybody kind of built so high. You know? Any thoughts on why? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's scary. Like it's scary to be known. Like it's scary to be transparent. No, nobody, nobody wants the worst parts of yourself to be so visible, right? Like I, that's natural. I don't think anybody wants any of their, you know, their dirty laundry aired, right? Like, but I think. So it's really interesting, like in the era that we're in, where social media is just like, you know, the norm, right? And like, people have, it, it is both a vehicle for like authenticity and also of creating an image that, in a way, is its own kind of wall where people don't really get to see the real you. Um, it's interesting, right? That we're like in this age where that's the case, um, and in a a vehicle that can be used to actually be more transparent i think in a way like is also used like as a way to just keep people distant from seeing like your authentic self right so i I feel like it's just scary i think i think people because because if the more that we are known right then we run the risk of folks maybe not loving us in spite of everything in spite of the things about ourselves that maybe we don't like you know or that we think other people might not like and so there's something about that that i, I think is truly frightening for some folks and so so we build instead um a version of ourselves that um we think is acceptable or we think would be liked or approved of i think social media has a hand in that Right. But I don't. But prior to that, I'm sure there were all kinds of other mediums that folks used, like to to keep people distant. Right. Um, but you know, that's what we have now. That and it's not. Again, it's not an indictment. I'm not trying to make an argument against social media or anything like. But I, I do think it's a strange tool that, in a way, I'm still kind of figuring out how to use. It's a strange tool that I think offers the opportunity to be really, really real, and at the same time, it's also used as a way to kind of like keep those walls up so. yeah yeah no uh you, you made me think a lot of things and i like the way you put put that um yeah for me social media is the constant battle because uh, i feel like if i was going to be my authentic self i wouldn't even be on it but because i have this project goal <laughs> i have to kind of be on it and i don't know if being <laughs> the um 34 questions instagram that's like the most one that i'm active on most uh i try not to make it about me. like 
every post is about you know my guest whoever's on um and it's a good and bad thing you know like for me i feel like i'm doing it right doing it in a way that's like you know true to, to my message i'm trying to do but then i also get uh criticism of like oh you gotta show your stuff more you gotta like have people connect with you and you know be a part of this process when i'm in my mind's like yeah i want to do that too but like the reason why i don't look in the camera is because it makes me feel like you know i'm there's, i'm making it about me you know so i have to kind of like turn away and you know by both of us on the screen i, I try to make make sure my guests don't feel like you know they're alone you know we're, we're here together um, but yeah I, you know it's the walls for me is like I almost think about what it what would be like if we didn't have <laughs> and uh, you know how how different I don't know if it's gonna be better better worse you know like <laughs> all our our dirty secrets and or you know our true selves always who we are because I think there is value in like knowing what to bring and when to bring it you know just the time and place for everything um, so yeah I guess it's more stuff for me to chew and uh thank you for your perspective i think it, it helped me kind of you know realize new things for myself but chill man just a heads up we have about 15 minutes left in the in the podcast and uh thank you again for stopping by i hope you're having fun this has been a great conversation yeah, on my great. This, is, this is uh this is totally my jam man this is great i'm glad you enjoyed glad you enjoyed uh so I think we have time for maybe one or two more numbers. Uh, did you have any other ones you'd like to do? Um, 23. 23. And uh, easy, medium, or hard? Let's go with hard. 23 hard. All right. All right. I'm feeling ambitious. <laughs> like I said, if, uh, if it's something that you'd rather not, you know, speak on, feel free to pass. But uh, what what are you concerned that people see in you? Like, is there anything that you kind of hope people don't see? And like, yeah, you know, or that kind of. I know that's a tough one. You'd rather not. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean it's consistent. I mean, we were just kind of talking about this, right? I mean, there are things about. I, I believe that there's stuff about all of us that we would rather people did not see. But I guess I guess one of the things that I'm coming around to that has been difficult to accept is that um, I have a lot of anger. Um, and, and I think that um, I hadn't really, I didn't really identify myself. As, I didn't see myself as an angry kind of person. Um, but I find that... Um, I find that like there is like this anger that's like kind of underneath the surface that is constant and I've lived a you know a life wherein I've kept it in check a lot but the times when I don't like it's, it's explosive and it's scary and it feels um out of character and I, I and I think I guess to answer your question I would I would be worried about like what would happen if somebody outside of my immediate family were to see that side of me 
like would they be so appalled that like i'm capable of exhibiting like this kind of anger this rage um because i i i would imagine people wouldn't exactly associate me with that um i mean to keep it light like in the basketball court i think it comes out a lot you know and like when i play like i get pretty competitive and there's you know kind of spurts of it that comes out but you know i i think at a deeper level though there's a real anger i think about a lot of things you know that um uh it, when it comes out and oftentimes it does like in within my own household like you know as partner and with and with kids it's like a lot of times like they have to be the ones to see that and it's it's scary for them to see sometimes so um should anyone outside of our, our own household like kind of witness that I, i would be i guess i'd be concerned like what, what would they think i got you thank you for sharing man uh no that's not easy and honestly i don't think i would have ever seen that or noticed or any any of that so don't worry about me like seeing through that. <laughs> um, it also honestly makes me think about you know myself because I, i think we do have similar wavelengths and yeah man i feel like maybe kind of reflect on what does it look like when i'm angry <laughs> um and you know i'm the kind of person i think who you know like if if i am playing a sport or you know engaging in some kind of activity i like to be demonstrative you know like i like to yell <laughs> i like to uh, <laughs> uh you know i'm like you know, I, i feel i like to think i'm like a kg you know on on the court you know like <laughs> a little more emotional and that's where i kind of let things out um and i guess yeah I, I, my anger i think i've kind of um kind of brought into just physical activity. that's where i kind of like i've channeled it like that way um because i do mm. notice when i don't in, you know engage in physical activity that my <laughs> and this could be you know like chemicals in our body that do, but um if i don't do that then throughout the day i notice myself being a little more irritable a little more like you know quick to quick to get a little pissed off um <laughs> uh, sure. But yeah, but yeah, that's so. Yeah. That's what what made me reflect on it, and I don't think people would consider me an angry person either. But I know that that's probably not a healthy thing, right? People don't see that in you. So you said you didn't, you don't want people to see that in you, but I think that makes people who are angry kind of respect you more if they did see that. In you. Okay, this guy's just like me in a way, even though. And so it, it makes you relatable to a whole nother group of pretty much. Yeah, that's a good perspective for sure. I mean, I, I, I think on one hand, like I would rather folks in principle are able like be able to kind of accept me for even the, the parts of me that I don't like or that I'm working on, right? But I think, I think, you know, more honestly, I think it's it would just be difficult for me to imagine like what if I were to have like a, this out of body experience and I was like completely in a rage about something and I were to kind of see myself from outside, I think it would be, I think I might be scared a little bit, you know, about what, what that looks like, you know? Um, but 
but I guess that's part of like why our community is like our community. I think, I mean, for me, like I think the folks who have gotten close to that, like are the ones who I feel the most confident in um, like showing acceptance and showing grace and showing kindness, even in like my worst moments, you know? how we build community those folks i gotta grab my book real quick before you head uh, but yeah man we made it to, to the final stretch that's what i like to call it uh just have a few last things a few close out questions uh and this next part is called the 34th mantra uh it's the fill in the blank portion of the interview where i give you a phrase to fill out for yourself and uh, the phrase is I am, I can, I will. So I am blank, I can blank, I will. I would look after. I am kind. Uh, is it I can? Is what is what, what's next? It's I am, I can, I will. I can, um, I can make room for you, and, um, I will not stop loving. Yo, man, uh, if you ever need a reminder, now you have this little soundbite of yourself speaking to you you know <laughs> that's the, mm. what it's there for uh, in the mm. future hopefully you know it'll, it'll be of some value <laughs> my next question for you is actually a question from my previous guest uh, shout out to Brian Brian Hernandez his question for you is have you lived out the life you want one not yet I think I think I'm I think I'm uh, I think I'm living it. I'm Alisa living parts of it. Um, but I feel like there's still something out there that I am slowly unraveling, discovering. and um, I would be I'm excited to to kind of keep going down that road, figuring that part out. Oh, yeah, I was gonna ask. Do you, is it something that's known or something that is still an unknown? Um, I'm not a hundred percent. I think I'm trying to connect the dots. You know, I think that. Um, you know, I told you I feel like I'm a global soul. I think there's something about that that I can't take out of me. I think that's such something that's in there, and I want to honor that. So, what kind of life that might lead to? I don't really know, but. But I want to honor that. Yeah, I want to honor that process. And I think at this age, anyway, I mean, I'm not that old, but you know, I think that <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm more confident now in like what I feel like I have to give to other people than maybe five years ago. Maybe when we knew each other, working. I mean, I mean, I think that even then I was still a bit unsure, but but I feel more sure now that. I have something to give that I think is unique to me. And I do believe everybody has like a unique thing that they can give, but it's a matter of like, how do you discover that? And 
how does that come into fruition? So, so I, I want to know what that is. I think I'm, I think I'm figuring out pieces of it. Oh man, and yeah, I'm, I'm actually super happy to connect with uh, four years later, Miguel. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 20, uh, 2021 Miguel. Oh. <laughs> Still a Clipper fan, Still, you know. Hey, hey. I, I wouldn't have some things don't change. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and then my next question for you is, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes down to thirty-four questions? Yeah, I knew that question was coming. Um, <laughs> so I, but uh, but I, I don't have a prepared one. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what would be a question that? Yeah. Um, if there was a song that felt that you felt embodied your spirit, what song would that be? I like that. Oh. I, uh, it's a similar question that. I haven't added to the to the roster yet, but it's like um, the three songs of your soundtrack to your life, you know. Um, so, but this one, you know, there's always a chance that folks don't choose that question. Right? It's all randomized, so this one's gonna force the next guest to actually answer it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell it's, you, it's I'll, hard, I'll answer the, the the three I had in mind when uh, when I was thinking of that question. Um, one of them is Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Something about that song kind of gets me going. Um, mm-hmm. One Mike by Nas, uh, which was a big, like, I feel like that was a very pivotal song in my youth that got me into hip hop and made me go on that path. And uh, What I Got by Sublime, I think, is the song that kind of like, encapsulates my, my better days. <laughs> But yeah, those are the three, three my soundtrack for that. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it could change, right? But I, I like, I like that though. It's good. I like uh-huh. the genres you put in there too. I like the red hot, the red hot in there. It's nice. You know, I feel like I, uh, I'm an undercover red hot chili pepper fan. People don't, <laughs> people look at me and don't expect that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, man. 90s red hot was great. Dude, I saw them at Coachella, and uh, I love that they played exactly what the people wanted. Cause all their hits they didn't go anything you know too obscure <laughs> i'm all like yo man yes. <laughs> this is what i'm here for <laughs> oh man what's your favorite red hot chili pepper song i mean i gotta ask you at least one question so we're on that uh um so i, I want to say if it's not can't stop it might be the, the zephyr song no, that my standing right. <laughs> or, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. But I don't, don't, don't ask me to sing that one at karaoke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my karaoke song is uh, I like. <laughs> actually, just sang this recently. It was "Lean on Me," uh, you know, the Withers. The Withers. Yeah, yeah. This mm. past weekend, I just karaokeed, um, you know, and it's funny. I remember people saying like, "Damn, he's really in this one." <laughs> but I, I don't normally like. I wasn't. This was the time I drank more than I normally did, and I was really into it. So. 
people were like, okay. That's a, good, that's a good one to get everybody into, though, you know? Like, that's one of those ones that other folks can sing along to. Yeah, yeah. And you got to have that song. You don't want to do something too complicated where people are like, you know, oh, this guy should show <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning that you can't just pick songs that are hard to do because then you're just going to, you're just going to be that dude, you know, <laughs> <laughs> on an island, you know? So I'm yeah. with you. Karaoke culture, man. So it's, it's a whole thing, you know? Um, <laughs> and then my last question for you, man. Question that ties everything together. And, you know, it was, I, I brought it up probably in my invitation to you. But a uh, mm-hmm. hundred years from now, 200 years from now, what would you like your descendants to know about you if they were to watch this video? What would you tell them? You know, that was the one question that I knew I was kind of like sitting with <laughs> um, prior to us meeting. I was trying to think about. Um, I, I guess. Uh, I guess the one that I would I would want them to know, right? That's what it is. I would want them to know that um, I I tried my best to be kind. Um, I tried my best to to have that um, posture towards other people as often as, as possible, and and I think that. Uh, you know whether I was successful at that or not. You know I think that I think my intent was was to do was to do that for others. No man. Any last things you'd like to add before we head out? Of- um. Shout out to my daughter right there, who's like <laughs> at the at the door, wanting to wanting to creep in. You want to say hi? Come. Whoop. <laughs> Okay. Come over here. Come over here. There you go. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Up, up, up. Yeah, she's sleepy. She's sleepy. Oh, I'm so. sorry. You should head to bed okay. soon. <laughs> Hello. Nice okay. to meet you. Uh, well, thank you for that, man. That was a nice little treat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I want to thank you again for, for stopping by. Uh, thank you for sharing your perspective and your story. I think. I think one day, you know, your little one right beside you hopefully finds this super entertaining as the as she gets older. Um, but yeah, man. And I uh, also want to thank all the folks out there. You tuned in or you listening on YouTube or Spotify, music, wherever you are. Appreciate you as well. Uh, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time. Start to work questions. Peace. Peace. Then, Thanks for having me. And that's where it kind of fits.